Hello, this is Robert Rickover. I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Omaha, Nebraska. I also teach in Toronto. And uh, my guest today is Imogen Ragone, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. And we both teach online, uh, primarily for yeah. me, <laughs> exclusively these days. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk today about an article that appeared in the New York Times about two weeks ago, and it's titled, Fitness May Beat Thinness. Um, by fitness, they're really, it's kind of, use, they're using fitness as a proxy for activity, movement, exercise, exercise. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll just read, I, I want to read a tiny bit of this. Uh, it, it's an article about a study that, uh, which analyzed the results of hundreds of previous studies about weight loss and workouts in men and women and found that obese people typically lower their risks of heart attack and premature death far more by gaining fitness than by dropping weight or dieting. And basically they suggest that if you're, if you're a bit overweight and you're concerned about your, uh, your health and longevity, the way to go is to up your activity level and to not make your goal losing weight per se. That dieting on its own is very, has a very poor track record. It and, seems from what I read is either just a very small percentage of people who um, benefited from uh, dieting alone and some studies just it was like there was no difference health-wise at all exactly so um but exercise activity movement seemed right. really helpful and uh, what does, struck yeah. me yeah um, one thing that struck me was that um an overweight person who's active is mo more likely to be healthy than a slim person who is inactive. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, the, and and really, there are many, many studies that confirm this. And this article, there's nothing really new in this article, except that it has pulled together tons of research. And it all points in the same direction. That if you're, I'll just quote here again, if uh, if you're thinking about whether, um, if you're th thinking about whether you should if, if diet or do more exercise, they say the contest is not even close. Compared head to head, the magnitude of benefit was far greater from improving fitness than from losing weight. And again, by fitness, they're using it as a kind of a proxy for activity. So given that, uh, we're both Alexander Technique teachers, and um, what are the implications uh, for that study for people who teach or, and are considering taking lessons in the Alexander Technique. And I suppose 
I should probably give a brief definition of what the Alexander technique is. And uh, I would say it's a way of learning how to move with greater ease, less strain uh, in as we go about life on the surface of this planet where there are certain forces that operate on us, how to make the best use of those forces, the external forces and how to organize our bodies to do that. That's a definition. So um, I read the article and I thought, well, if the thing for people to do is start moving, uh, and, and if some of those people have been pretty uh, sedentary for years, and if they are overweight, um, doing activity is, they're going to have to go slow probably to increase it. And the evidence is, is pretty clear that even if you just up your game a little bit and walk around the block a few times, that's going to make a big difference. But um, if they're going to start engaging in activity, uh, from our point of view, it would be good if that activity was done in as effective way as possible with as least as little chance for injury as possible. And that is exactly what the Alexander Technique teaches people. So, um, that's the that's the main thing I'd like to say. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? I have a couple of other things I want to add, but the big point I'm making: if you're if you're in this position of trying to decide what to do, and you decide reasonably to go for more exercise, maybe you should think about the quality of your movements in that, yeah. and not just go for quantity. Go for yeah, quality. I think the how, the how you are doing the movements, the how you are um, using, coordinating, organizing yourself, mind mm -hmm. and body as you do the whatever the activity it is from simply walking to any any exercise or movement. Um, <laughs> there is basically um right. if if you can learn to do that in a more um efficient you might say more natural way a more a way that's more compatible with how our bodies are designed to move um that's going to put less stress and strain on you and less likely for injury so there's the benefits of the fitness and you want to minimize the risks of injury, right? So that you can not have setbacks and not and be able to continue with the benefits of the activities. Um, right. Anyway, there's and, some thoughts off the top yeah. of my head. So. And you probably, especially if you haven't been doing much activity, you probably want to be able to do that activity in as easy and comfortable way as possible. Yeah. Or you're um, going to get discouraged really quickly. You know, one thing that yeah. just occurred to me is um, I think this applies to all of us. If we think we've got to do something that's strenuous and is going to use more effort than we're used to, we put even more 
effort into that. And by effort, that's like excess tension in our body, more tension and strain than is needed actually often for the activity itself. And especially if you've not been very active, if you can um, lower that possibility and reduce that extra effort, one, it'll be easier and pleasanter and more comfortable <laughs> for you to do the activities. But I think there'll be more longevity and it's more gentle and gradual for your body to adjust. Um, I think there'll be all sorts of benefits. Right. Now, you know, th these kind of studies don't really think in those terms. Right. Um, but I think it's true that that excess effort that you're talking about does not that part of the exercising I think probably doesn't lead to greater health and longevity. I think right. The part so that, maybe that, yeah. we can clarify what we mean. So, for instance, if I'm walking, the act of walking that movement is what's going to give me my what I understand was what's giving me the benefit. But if I'm tensing my neck and I'm doing th right. that's putting strain on me <laughs> um right so and i don't think that helps your health or longevity but no. the walking part for sure does and this mm -hmm. i think this study the this study of studies so to speak mm -hmm. uh, really really brings that out um but there's one other thing that i'd like to add um Yes, ex, uh, exercise is definitely the main thing you should be thinking about. But let's, but I think an, another benefit of the Alexander technique, and this is perhaps a bit more indirect, is it will affect your eating. Eating is an activity. You're moving your jaw around, you're chewing on food, bringing food up to your mouth. And one thing about the Alexander technique is it starts to make you pretty mindful of how you do things. And in the field of dieting, I don't know whether this is still a big thing, but at a few years ago, at least, and maybe it's still true, there was something called a mindful eating. Mm -hmm. If you eat mindfully, uh, you're probably going to eat, you're not going to um, keep pushing food in without giving it a chance to get chewed up. You'll be more aware of what you're eating. And I think overall, you're probably likely to eat, have a better, you know, eat in a better way and maybe become sensitive to the effects of too much sugar, too many carbs on yourself. So I think even on the dieting end of things, or even if you don't diet per se, it's quite likely that your eating habits may improve too with Alexander lessons. It's a more indirect thing, yeah, but I, mean, I don't it's... think it's negligible. No. Um, um, yeah, you can apply Alexander technique to any anything in life. So whatever you choose to bring it to, whether it's running, walking, exercising at the gym, swimming, or 
eating or working at your computer or um, anything. Anything. Yeah. Um, I had another thought mm-hmm. or question actually is I'm wondering if using the because we can use the Alexander technique to more sedentary for more sedentary pursuits too right sure sitting here yeah. talking to you I am using the Alexander technique right. um, but I'm not move I mean I'm moving my hands a little bit but I'm just wonder because I'm not sitting in a collapse in that sort of sedentary way Mm-hmm. If there's something about being more poised or balanced or anyway, it, I, I'm, I, I can't imagine it makes a huge difference calorie wise, but I'm just, I would think this also has health benefits that we're Breath, not breathing, washing wise, out, yeah. for example. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So sure. Even thing, even if you do say, okay, I'm going to start exercising more, but I still got to spend time at the computer. I want to read, I want to watch TV, whatever. Uh, those activities are going to be, you're going to be doing them in a more uh, effective way, a way that doesn't put extra strain on your body. And so you get some health benefits from that as well. So it's kind of, it's kind win, of win, like, win, 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 win. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it um, so I, I, that's really the, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about the Alexander implications of this kind of study? Cause I, I, I've kind of said all I can think of. Yeah. I mean, that's just what occurred to me. And I absolutely, in terms of what the study is saying and being active, um, as the primary thing, Alexander absolutely can help you do that in a way that's gonna help you feel better, enjoy it more, be more comfortable, less prone to injury, and um, and it can filter into all other ways that are more indirectly helping you. Right, and I think that enjoyment factor is a really important one because if you're miserable doing this increased (laughs) exercise uh, that seems like a good thing for you, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to keep going with it too much. But if it starts to become fun and enjoyable, um, yeah, more likely you'll do uh, it. And one other thing did actually just occur to me is that the, the mindfulness aspect of the Alexander technique in the approach might help with... Um, the importance of building up gradually too because Mm -hmm. it's very easy for us to like okay all right I'm gonna do this for an hour every day or whatever the thing is and that's you know that's so tempting um right right um that's a good point so that it can help us kind of be more with the process and um maybe more able to accept doing a more gradual, thoughtful approach. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't yeah. want to start doing a marathon running activity <laughs> if you've been sedentary. For, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think you, you'll be much better able to gauge how yes. much you should increase the level of activity. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, I'm not a, a 
um, exercise or dieting expert, but I think most of most people in that field would, would advise you to go slow, to start mm-hmm. slow and gradually build up. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, if you're taking Alexander lessons, that'll be really clear to you. Just um, mm-hmm. just from from you know learning what you learn with, with mm-hmm. lessons. So maybe this is a good point to uh, to uh, end our conversation. I really recommend this article. I'm going to put a link to it uh, by uh, by the interview. Um, uh, the author is uh, Gretchen Reynolds. She writes regularly for the New York Times, and the title is "Fitness May Be May Beat Thinness." So, so that's really interesting, Robert, because yeah. the title I had on the same article was "Why Exercise Is More Important Than Weight Loss for a oh, Longer yeah. Life." Yeah, sometimes the <laughs> online version. Yeah, yeah, they have a title for oh, their online post that's different. So from that's the probably article the re- that's probably yeah. the relevant title because yeah. that's yeah. what people are going to find. Yeah. Uh, it's only. Uh, People like me who actually read the physical paper <laughs> who, who see, see that. Well, I think that's a good place to end our conversation. Uh, my guest today has been Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, Imogen, thank you so much for, for doing this. Thank you. Really interesting conversation. <laughs>